and welcome to Podcast Me Anything, the Ask Me Anything About All Things Podcasting, or AMA, however you want to call it. I'm Matthew Passy. I'm Tom Kelly. And we are back. We are trying this on a new night. It is Thursday night, and we are going to try shifting the show over to then. We were doing Sundays before, but uh, this feels like he's, uh, this feels like it'll probably be a little bit better. So how's it going, Tom? It's good, man. Um super good super tired feeling like it looking like it but i'm here to have a good time why are you so super tired uh i recorded my other podcast last night and we were up until like one so ah yes you know i'm in my later 20s now i should be in bed by 9 30 so (laughs) in that case here in my later 30s i should be in bed by 6 30 like my children (laughs) anyway tonight we uh Tonight we thought we'd talk about podcast hosting. This is obviously a very important piece of your podcasting venture. Where are you going to store your audio files and what are you going to use to deliver them out to your audience and create your RSS feed? Uh, this is a question that comes up very often in the Facebook groups about podcasting. Obviously, when you're first getting started, you jump in and uh, as a newbie, one of the first things you say is, who should I use to host my podcast? And then the first thing you get is a bunch of people going, ugh, use the search, buddy. Hi, Emily. Um, I'm so glad you found us. Uh, the first thing you get is a bunch of people saying, use the search function. Uh, <laughs> then me. you get a bunch of people saying, this one's better. This one sucks. Um, so we thought we'd just go through, uh, give our experience. I know personally, I have tried most of the platforms, either by myself or through clients. Uh, Tom, you're pretty loyal, right? I'm a Libsyn guy through and through, but I have clients that are on uh, several different platforms. But yeah. okay, yeah. So let's <laughs> let's sort of run through some of the big ones that are out there. The probably the most common ones uh, that you know average podcasters are going to think about using. Uh, as you just said, Libsyn's a big one. Blueberry, Podbean comes to mind. You've got Spreaker mm-hmm. and Blog Talk Radio, which are technically now owned by the same company, Voxnest. Uh, you've got Buzzsprout. There's Simplecast that's making a lot of waves in the space today. Um, what else am I missing? Podient Anchor. is another one. Oh, Anchor is obviously one that's out there that uh, more and more people are using. Um, I, I don't want to call these the the next few that I'm going to talk about. Like I don't want to call them fringe one, but there's like uh, Art19, Cadence13. There's um, Cast, I think, does hosting. Um, there, there's a lot. Pod simply is, uh, oh, <laughs> Emily's drinking cause we said anchor. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good hosting options out there. The big thing that's really important is that if you're launching a podcast, you should probably engage with a company that offers podcast hosting first and foremost, because one of the other big yeah. companies that does offer podcast hosting is a music platform called SoundCloud. Uh, and we drink again <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh when i got started doing my own business i was actually forced to use soundcloud uh because of the advertising company that we were using for the show they wanted it through there because they were able to track the stats uh, i'm learning now that that was a terrible idea and a terrible decision their stats are terrible their platform yeah. is terrible uh yeah. they don't care about the podcasting community they care about the music community Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also if, you know, your, your numbers are just very easily game there. So if you are thinking about a podcast and your first thought is I should be on SoundCloud, stop right now. Um, 
if you want to also be on SoundCloud, that's fine. Whatever your money. Um, <laughs> they don't offer anything that unique anymore. And the numbers there are not reliable. So it, it's up to you. Um, but the other one. So let's talk a little bit about anchor. You said you had some thoughts about this before we even got on. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they kind of, <laughs> yeah, they kind of came in and everyone started talking about this free platform and, there's kind of the sad thing with podcasters where they want everything for free and expect the quality of a paid product. And I'm, I'm just hesitant towards anything that's free. That's, that's not like a super good business plan, I guess. So I was really skeptical at first, had a lot of hate just based on, I don't know, being a grumpy old Libsyn guy or whatever, but more than anything else, I think it encourages this mindset that, you know, they try to make it so you can record on your phone, hit upload, you have a podcast, which is, you know, objectively the least amount of effort you can put into a podcast, right? I think that's fair to say. Um, and not only that, they're saying you should be monetizing from that. And I think it in, it encourages this culture of very low effort, where's my money? And I think that's just ultimately bad for anything, any medium, any platform. Um, so like whatever their features are, maybe they're great, maybe they're not. I don't really care because I don't like the, I guess the culture they're enforcing. So that's that's kind of my biggest gripe about Anchor, but um, I've never actually published with them before. None of my clients use them. Um, so that's that's really all I have to say about it. So I I sort of felt the same way. Like first when it was on the scene, there was a lot of discussion about their terms and conditions and you know them owning your content and being able to turn you into a television show that they can make billions off of and you'll never see a cent. I, I wasn't necessarily as concerned about that. I mean, it's a legitimate concern. I just didn't think it was actually ever going to happen. Um, they you know they acquiesced the the community pushed back hard and they wound up updating their terms and conditions so that got a little bit better from what i understand uh the other thing that i discovered about them that i didn't like and this i actually had experience with so i had a client that's a nonprofit, so they were looking to save money wherever they could you know understood not not faulting them for that so i was like all right you know what let's try anchor it's free and while i don't always recommend it like for your purposes you're not hardcore podcaster like you just want to also be able to offer audio so you know let's give this a shot uh, created their show, uploaded the audio. The interface was actually kind of nice, worked pretty well. Uh, got to the step where I said, okay, submit, you know, to Apple and all the different places. Um, which by the way is one reason I don't recommend their platform because they submit your show to everybody. And so you never get backend access to your Apple analytics or, uh, oh. things like that. Like you see your stats through anchor, but like your podcast connect account would not have your show in it. And it shows up as oh. an anchor show with an apple. Yeah, that's that that face. <laughs> so, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Well, so what happened was we hit submit on the show, and I was like, okay, it's going to take a few days. Um, and then we got an email back that said, um, your show can't be submitted. It's you know, and they give a list of reasons like it's a duplicate name, it's uh, explicit, or something else. I'm like, it, it's none of those. Like, <laughs> there's 
This is such a unique name. It, it's definitely not a repeat of anybody else. There's nothing explicit about it. It's a nonprofit doing work for the special needs community. Like there's nothing. There's nothing that's even could be like remotely accidentally explicit. You know, I'm someone. My last name is sometimes flagged as explicit, so I get that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. This is not that situation. But so anyway, so I. I you know reach out to customer service i was like hey what's the deal like can someone respond and i didn't hear for a week um actually the truth is after four days i pretty much gave up and i was like you know what we're gonna find you a different host thing like i this is too unreliable i'm I'm not gonna wait for it so switch deleted their show put them on somebody else they got a good deal they're off and running they're fine um but then somebody wrote me back from anchor was like yeah, you know, I'm not sure why I can't see your show on here. And he was like, yeah, I deleted it because it took you a week to respond. Wow. Um, wow. So I'm just not impressed with the back end of the platform anymore. Um, I'm not a huge fan that it lowers the barrier to entry so much that you have so many people like popping on to do new shows and then stopping after one or two episodes. Like I I, I would, and it's probably just selfishness. Like I would like the platform, the, the space to be a little bit more coveted that people are here because they want to be here and they're not just trying it out. Um, Nope. And then Emily says, and then we get their questions because their customer service doesn't answer quickly enough for podcasters. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've caused a lot of headaches in this space. Uh, Have they potentially grown the audience of new podcast consumers? Maybe. Sure. I'll give them some credit for that. I don't think that we would be in trouble though, if they, yeah. hadn't been around yeah that i'm still thrown about not having your show connected to your um was it itunes connect or apple connect account yeah i mean That's... i think i think they could give you an rss feed and you could submit on your own but um you know for people who are using anchor the whole idea is i don't know this stuff so they'll just right. do it for me i'll make it right. easy but of course you know then they do it then they get good then they want to grow up and graduate to a new anchor uh platform and then Right, Emily and and different customer service teams are trying to deal with their their headaches. Uh, so, all right, so that's Anchor. So let's talk about some of the other big ones that are out there. So probably the big, the main two, I would say that at least when I think of hosting, the first two that come to mind are always Libsyn and Blueberry. Uh, yes. I, if I'm not mistaken, they've both been around the longest. I believe the two of them are one and two in terms of most shows that are hosted. Uh, Libsyn does all the hosting like everything through their platform blueberry they don't necessarily host all of their shows but they help manage all their shows through their powerpress plugin and through their stats and things like that um both are great companies both have great support uh both could use a facelift in (laughs) terms of their uh design um which i know having spoken to all of them briefly over the past year, like I'm pretty sure they're all working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're solid. They work, you know, yeah. uh, you know, if, if I, I think once in the last couple of years, I've heard about either one of them really going down. Um, and you said you, you've been using Libsyn forever, right? Yeah. I had like three, I have three shows on there. Some of them have been on for over two years. I've never once had an issue. I mean, Speaking of customer service, I mean, Anchor being so new, customer service needs to be one of the best things that they offer. Mm. But Libsyn has the track record. They can probably tone it down with the customer service and just be fine. But (laughs) 
when I was at Podfest, I like tweeted at Libsyn with a question and they were just like, go see Rob at the booth who was, <laughs> you know, 20 yards away. Rob Walsh, Rob Walsh from Libsyn pulls out his laptop, gets in the back end of Libsyn and just fixes my problem for me, like right there. Wow. And obviously not everyone's always within 20 yards of Rob, but we've had things in the past where I started a show for someone and then they wanted to move and they just did everything on their end. And it was like one email saying what we wanted and they sent one back being like, it's done. <laughs> like it was just, I, I don't know. I mean, that alone is incredible and would make me want to be with them forever, but it, they're just really good at what they do. They do one thing and they do it incredibly well. Yeah. So. I, I would definitely support that. Um, you know, and, and they also, they have the pulse of the podcasting community. You know, you see them at all the events, same with Blueberry, uh, Rob and Dave Jackson speak at all the events and provide a lot of great insight. Uh, again with Blueberry, same with like Todd Cochran and, you know, those folks, they're always out there talking and sharing and trying to be helpful. The other thing I would say about both Libsyn and Blueberry is they're always on top of changes that are happening in the space. Oh, you know, yeah. Libsyn, I'm pretty sure was one of the first to have like the Apple specific uh, feed tags, episode tags, title tags, things like that right there to make it super easy for you. Uh, Blueberry uh, being the first to get IAB accreditation for their stats, um, which is obviously super important. I know I know Libsyn is also in the process. They're probably going to come out pretty soon that they're accredited. They've certainly been compliant um, all along. So you, you really can't go wrong with either of those two options. I, I typically say, uh, you know, I typically drive people to Libsyn first only cause it's the one that I have more shows on with a little bit more experience with. And then if somebody is, uh, hi badges. Uh, if somebody is on WordPress first and foremost, then I might have them going Hi, cliff. Uh, then I might actually have them start on blueberry. Um, just because I think, you know, for, for WordPress specific stuff, like they are bar none pretty solid. Uh, you know, I, my friend Cody made, I don't know if you want to call it a rant in one of the groups. <laughs> he was, he was frustrated with people or which host do I use? Do I use this one? Do I use this one? Blah, blah, blah. And his argument was that. Libsyn and Blueberry is so solid. Just pick one of them, stop thinking about it, and get started on your show. Because people get so hung up on it, they're waiting months and months to publish their first episode because they need like every option. Like Libsyn and Blueberry have it. Who just just do it? Just go. Um, and I'm I'm kind of a big fan of that. I know that it's important to weigh options. I had humble beginnings when I got into podcasting. I went with SoundCloud because I was a music producer before I got into podcasts. Makes so sense. that was my, that was my first thought SoundCloud. And when I saw that my third episode, which I think was a 24 bit wave file, right? <laughs> Cause again, music producer, um, it was just like not uploading episode three. And I was like, Oh, I've, I've hit the limit. I can either pay, $20 a month or something for a music platform to host my podcast or pay whatever a podcast host wants. It's like, you got to get the right tool for the right job. Yeah. And um, it's guaranteed that Libsyn or Blueberry will be the right tool because that is the only function of that tool. So just like, in, in my opinion, just pick it and go. It might cost you 
you know, $10 a month compared to whatever you want to spend, but it's money well spent. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of platforms that are podcast-specific tools, first and foremost. I mean, Podbean, Simplecast, uh, Castos comes to mind. Um, there's a few others that are out there. I think I just saw, uh, I have a list in front of me now. Transistor is another one. Um, did I, I think I said Buzzsprout. So there's a lot of companies that do podcast hosting first and foremost. Ah, here, here's a sort of a full list right now. Pippa, Omni Studio. By the way, Omni is great if you're running a network. Uh, Spreaker, Pinecast, Podomatic, Shout Engine, Podigy, uh, Squarespace. Don't host your podcast on Squarespace. You can build your website uh -huh. there, but host somewhere else. Um, so, like, there are lots of sites that do podcasting first and foremost, and that's where you should be thinking about. So, another one that that sort of uh, came pretty hard into my world. Uh, no pun intended there, or that's what she said moment, however you want to see it, um, was Simplecast. So I had a client who has a lot of connections in Silicon Valley, and apparently um, that one is getting a lot of buzz out there, and so they wanted to explore that one first. Uh, we wound up starting with Libsyn and stayed there. I put some other folks on Simplecast. Their platform, look, if you are not, really that tech savvy and you're thinking about this and you're not sure what to do and like you know the interfaces of blueberry and, and Libsyn seem overwhelming simplecast is just that it's pretty simple now they've just created they've just come out with their 2.0 um which has sort of turned things around a little bit the the you know the interface is dramatically different um and it's it's nicer it has a bunch of new features but all of a sudden they went crazy on their pricing i think so mm. originally it was a 12 dollar a month platform um and like it was pretty much you know use it you're good and you get all the features they just came out with 2.0 and now they have these tiers 15 dollars a month 35 dollars a month 85 dollars a month and the <laughs> the different tiers have all sorts of different features uh most notably 15 dollars a month you don't get all of their web players that they have available um, you don't get, they, they've come up with all sorts of crazy audience insight stuff that they're starting to make available that you have to pay extra to have access to. But the thing that I, I was a little shocked by was they were, uh, restricting downloads per month. Um, so if you pay the $15 a month plan, you only get 20,000 downloads per month. Well, I can tell you what this show definitely needs more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but no that's that is insane like throttling i wonder what the error message looks like for someone who's trying to download it yeah um, uh, yeah but, oh yeah the i'm not sure how i feel about the idea of being penalized for growth yeah. um now i look i i understand why they might have to do it because it costs you know bandwidth costs money yeah. every time a show is downloaded it is a cost to the hosting platform to do it. Um, but those, I, I don't know. It just seems restrictive. Now, you know, I've, I asked them about this and they said some of the effects of like, yeah, for most new shows, like it's more than enough downloads. And that is probably true. Yeah. Uh, it is more than enough, but it just, you know, if you get lucky and you catch fire, right? Like, does your show stop going out there or do you all of a sudden get hit with this massive bill that you weren't expecting? Right. Wow. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, so that's 
but it, it is it is a it is a nicer platform to look at it you know it's designed more recently and redesigned more recently so the the you know user experience is a little bit better um but again i'm pretty sure libsyn and blueberry are working on that you know another one i've i've wanted to explore and i haven't is podcast websites have you played around with that at all no they were at podfest though right yeah yeah mark and and his team are are around usually at a lot of these events and Mark is, you know, always coming up with, uh, you know, new ideas for the podcasting space. Uh, podcast websites was born out of the podcasters paradise, the John Lee Dumas podcasting group. Um, and so they're like an all in one solution, including website hosting, podcast <laughs> hosting stats, like everything you would need is supposedly right there on the platform. Um, and so I, again, I haven't played with it. I do know a couple of folks who have used it. They like it. It's rel- you know, it does its job. Uh, but it is a, a, a pricier product, but you do get a lot of support and uh, research to go along with it. Um, and a website, I'm guessing? Yeah, and right? you get a fully functional WordPress site with like all of the bells and whistles and all the plugins that you can ever need. And uh, okay. you know, they, they make it easy for you to do that. So, I, the, But the truth is, like Tom was saying earlier, when you're getting ready to podcast... Um, Go, you know, there's a reason why a couple of these companies are the most popular, why they're used by the most number of people. Um, I understand that it is a cost. You know, most podcasters will probably pay 15 to $20 to use either Libsyn or Blueberry for their podcasting needs. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're taking this seriously, it's worth the investment to have that, um, you know, have a platform that works correctly, that gives you support, that delivers reliably, um, and just does what it, it says it's going to do. Um, yeah. So yeah. we're I, I'm going to bring up another topic, but if anybody has any questions about podcast hosting, if you want to throw your name up, uh, if you want to say anything in the messaging, we'll open up the blocks and we'll let you sort of jump on and ask any questions that you might have. Um, anything related to hosting. So or basically like submitting your podcast. So all these hosting platforms, they will create your RSS feed for you. Uh, and I think somebody already just raised their hand. So I will unlock the boxes and, and let's see what happens. Um, so these guys create your RSS feed. You take the RSS feed, you submit it to Apple, you let it get indexed by Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, um, you know, and that'll pretty much get you on like 99% in front of like 99% of all podcasters. The one thing that I keep seeing coming up more recently on iTunes is I submitted my show. Uh, I got approved. My first episode showed up. So I went to upload my next episode. Why isn't it showing up in iTunes? This is the question. It comes up every time. And I will be perfectly honest with you. I struggled with this too. When I first started doing this on my own, uh, four years ago, because I was working with someone and that person wanted the, they wanted to know why they couldn't see their show. So here's what happens when you have an RSS feed and you are within Apple, um, as a subscriber, you will have access to a show instantaneously upon release or nearly instantaneously upon release. So if you've been subscribed, you get a little notification, boom, new episode, it shows up in your feed. If you, hit subscribe after a new episode has come out, that new episode will show up within your playlist of shows that you are subscribed to. 
What doesn't happen is that your landing page, what most people see when they search the store or when they follow your link from your website to your Apple landing page, that does not update instantaneously. Uh, that piece takes a little bit of time, um, 24 to 48 hours typically to show up. But everybody always asks, I uploaded an episode, I don't see it, what's going on? Subscribe to your show. Subscribe to your show. Um, hey, what it, was that? You should subscribe to your show. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've dealt with that before too, and it was like forty-five minutes of back and forth on Facebook Messenger, where my client was asking, "Where's the latest episode?" And I, of course, go into panic mode. I'm checking Libsyn. It says it's been syndicated everywhere, <clears throat> and I'm looking at my phone in Apple podcasts, I use pocket cast typically and the new episodes there. And they're saying like, I don't have it. Uh, they, they're like communicating with their wife. Who's then sending them photos of the show, not being there, sending it to me. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I see it. And it turns out I was subscribed to their show and the, and the host wasn't. So, um, 45 minutes, my life gone. <laughs> so- <laughs> well, and I had a show, I had a client who, we went through this a few weeks in a row after I was, you know, more knowledgeable about this topic where they would say, okay, we want to release on Wednesday. Okay. You're released on Wednesday. I don't see the episode on iTunes. It is there. I promise if you subscribe, it'll show up, but I want to see it. So they actually started to push up their publication date by a day because they wanted it to be available on the landing page. I could not get them to understand that it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> Hey, Brad. How's it going? Um, so it it is frustrating. I understand, but it's not the end of the world. If some, you know, most people, you want them to subscribe to your show to be a regular user. Um, or when you're sharing it on social, for example, like share a link to the episode that's on your website so they can always catch it in this way. What if they're not an Apple user? Like they can find links to all the other places that they want to go to. Um but it's not the end of the world. But just subscribe to your show. If you have an iPhone, hit subscribe. Know that your show works. If you're doing this for clients, subscribe to their shows. Make sure everything shows up. I was in the car the other day. I got an email from a client about a panic. And I'm like, uh, and while driving, because it's in my podcasting app, which I'm pretty <laughs> familiar with, I'm like, nope, it's there. I mean, I couldn't respond to them, but I was like, whoo, like, you know, panic averted. If you don't yeah. have an iPhone, like download iTunes to your computer Works on a PC, works on a Mac. Uh, probably doesn't work on a Chromebook. Uh, but it's worth having so that you can know what's going on. All right. Uh, we've been at this for, wow, almost 30 minutes. So uh, we'll leave it open for just another like two or three minutes. If anybody wants to ask a quick question about specifically podcast hosting, getting your show submitted, or you know, ensuring that your show is working, Emily does say that it does not work on a Chromebook. So... I didn't think it would, but good to know. Thank you for confirming that, um, Emily. Uh, so, yeah. So this uh, Thursday night show has been pretty good, even though I think my son has been crying almost the entire time. Uh, my wife is <coughs> dealing with him. It's amazing I can hear him all the way down in the basement. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think this time it works. So we will probably continue to do Podcast Me Anything here on Thursday nights. We will try to address you know one specific topic, 
uh, based on questions that we're seeing all over the place, questions that get submitted to us, which you can do at podcastmeanything.com. Um, we'll also probably just open it up for, uh, you know, a Q&A kind of a thing. Like just we'll have people pop in and ask questions and we will, to the best of our ability, answer those questions. And if we don't have the answer, we will work on finding someone who can answer that and we'll get them on, you know, a, a following episode to, to help you out. But it uh, doesn't look like we're going to get any takers tonight for a question. All good. Um, so we will just uh, call it there. Tom, you have any parting words for our friends and family here? Um, just to kind of reiterate, don't get hung up on, I don't know if they're small details, but it, it's something that can mentally be a draw, uh, drawback, keep you from just launching the show. Just pick something, pick one of the reliable ones, launch the show. That's what it's all about. Just, uh, stop coming up with excuses. Lives in Blueberry. A lot of the other ones will be fine. Just hit publish. Just go for it. Yeah. And here's the other thing. You can always change it. Yeah. If you don't like it, you can change it. Or like, and this is, by the way, another reason to pick a good host. Good hosts let you change it without a problem. Yes. This is another thing yes. that I think is happening with Anchor a lot. People wanting to leave the platform. Um, no. You know, they are struggling to get off there, get their subscribers transferred, all that jazz. So pick a good host. Pick Lipson, Blueberry, Simplecast, whoever you like. Um, but, you know, pick one of the ones that are podcast hosts specifically that make it easy to do everything you want to do. Just start. You can't learn from your mistakes until you start actually podcasting. So uh, with that, um, yeah, I think we are going to call this tonight. I'm going to go see why my son has been crying this whole time. Uh, hopefully help him out a little bit. But uh, this is Podcast Me Anything. Learn more at podcastmeanything.com. I am Matthew Passy. Tom Kelly. And thank you, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.